On this week's episode, you get the special guest, Dr. Mark Humbert. He is outside the city of Chicago in the suburbs there. Uh, he's going to walk you through a, a good story about his life, his journey, uh, give you some good perspective um, to keep in mind as a chiropractic student or a chiropractor. He is truly a great communicator, uh, loves to talk. He's going to give you a lot of it. It's a long episode. We just love chatting with each other. I hope you guys enjoy it and grab something good. time first time <laughs> caller bob <laughs> long time listener first time call uh, yes welcome welcome dr mark do you go by dr mark in your office or dr humbert dr mark good yeah right on, man well here we go ladies and gents um jim why don't you tell this was your idea why don't you lay it down lay down the law Sure. So on uh, today's episode, we'll be interviewing Dr. Mark Humbert. Uh, Dr. Mark and I graduated together in 2016, uh, played rugby together. Dr. Mark is just going to walk us through his story, what he's been through so far, and hopefully we can gain from that and learn from that. So um, yeah, Dr. Mark's awesome, and uh, he's got a good experience. He's got it from an associate to opening his own practice, so you can you know, learn a lot from, from that. So Dr. Mark, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us all about yourself. Where are you from? Where you practice? What are you doing now? And, uh, yeah, take us through. All right, gentlemen. Well, first, thanks for thinking about me. I don't know if I was 120 or 240 on the list, but I still appreciate this. This is awesome. It's always good to hear your beautiful, beautiful uh, voices. So, um, but uh, where am I from? Ah, you know, I grew up in south suburbs of Illinois, Frankfurt to be specific. I practice right now in North Plainfield near uh, Naperville, Illinois. I think that's where some people might know. Um, I don't know, man. I just had my third child. And, yeah, let's uh, walk, <laughs> yeah, let's walk through you, that. Let's not okay. just fly by like, woohoo, child number three. <laughs> I think we should maybe tell the story. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll try to be quick about this, but um, let me just kind of like paint a little picture. So I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old, and those two labors were 30 plus hours. So long, long labors, even uh, with the water breaking on the first one, it was still 27 hours after the water broke. Uh, so, you know, the third one, let me come back a little bit. My first one was born 10 days late. My second one was born four days late. So we're used to this like, uh, lateness. So with that all being said, our third one here decided that he was going to be 13 days late. And, uh, so this was Thursday, August 8th and, uh, at about 4 PM, my wife, Melanie, came downstairs from a nap, and she said, hey, I'm finally getting contractions. I said, awesome, about damn, you know, 
damn time. It's okay. And, you can say damn. Okay. Say damn. I don't know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Kids we're watching all, this. Okay? We're all down. We're all down. Nobody's gonna watch this. It'd be really a boring. You can show. Say whatever you want. He'll listen. <laughs> yes. Um. So, anyways. Anyway. Um. Four o'clock. She comes down. Says, "Hey, I'm feeling contractions." I'm like, "Yes," but you know, nothing too crazy. I don't know how long apart they were. Seven, eight minutes. Nothing crazy. And just to fast forward, four o'clock is when the contractions started. Is when the baby came. Jeez. So just a quick hour and forty minutes. But you just Quentin Tarantino did. You like gave us the end. Now you're going to tell us how you got there. Oh no. Hello. I lost them. Are you there? Yeah. Are you there? We're all here. I'm here. Okay. I didn't know the app needed to be on at all times, so I guess my phone, like, shut down. Anyways, I apologize. No, you're good. Um, all right, so 4.45 comes. I actually went out and grabbed some food for us, and Mel calls me. He's like, man, they're intensifying. You better get home soon. I'm like, all right. I was, like, five minutes away, so I get home. She calls her midwife. Midwife says, you know what? Why don't you go upstairs, lay down, relax. Uh, typically it'll start to regress. You'll be all good. So right. she goes upstairs. I, I call my mother. My mom says, uh, I'm at work till five. Do you want me to come now? I said, no, 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 no. We got time. We got plenty of time. We got time. So half hour later, Mel kind of screams slash moans for me. She's like, Mark. And I'm just like, okay, my water breaks. I'm like, okay, all right, time to go. Let's do this. Now our hospital is in Hinsdale, which is, Typically, about 40 minutes uh, from our house, but it was saying that it was an hour, which, again, I'm still not really worried, but I got to bring the kids next door. I come back. Mel is leaning over the couch, and she's like, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, what? Yeah, baby, you are. You're going to make it. You know, I'm just thinking she's in a lot of pain. I'm like, no, 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 you're going to make it. She's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, Let's get in the car and stop talking about it. So we drive, no joke, not even exaggerating, a minute away from my house. And she's like, do not go to our hospital, Hinsdale. Go to the closer one, which is 10 minutes away in Joliet, Illinois. Right. And uh, I'm not, you know, not going to make that hour trip. So I said, all right, fine. So I turn, not even two minutes down the road. We're talking to our midwife on the phone. Uh, through my car, and she's like, pull over. I'm like, what? She's like, pull over. I'm like, no, baby, you got this. You're fine. You're fine. We're only about seven minutes away. Just just hold on. She's like, no, 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 no. I can't control the pushing. I'm going to start pushing. I'm like, are you serious? So the midwife's like, listen, if you're going to have this baby, don't drive and try to make it to the hospital. Pull over. I'll call the ambulance for you, and then, you know, whatever. So I said, she's like, no, pull over. So... I pull over into a parking lot. Mel's screaming. She's moaning. And uh, the midwife's like, I got the ambulance coming. They're going to be on their way. They'll be there in a few minutes. Well, Mel's like, you know, just, you know, he's screaming at this point. And all of a sudden, she's like, nope. And she pulls down her shorts oh, and pants. No. <laughs> and I kid you not, like, right as she opens up her legs, the head and neck pop out. Just boom, right there. She's in my passenger side. 
I don't know, just as an FYI to you guys, and I don't know, I know you guys have your kids. Mm -hmm. I'm not one to, like, watch the birthing process. Like, I'm next to her, like, <laughs> yeah, but you're shoulder. Not, you're not, like, looking I'm over. Not, no, 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 that's just not me. So now I'm getting front row seats to um, this this birthing process, and a lot of blood is coming out, which I just don't know. I mean, I know blood is involved but like i just don't know how much and it's all over and so mel's freaking out and she's just like you gotta pull it out you gotta pull it out you gotta help me hurry up hurry up and i go into like this calm mode and i'm just like i got this it's all right babe it's all right and i jump out of the seat or out of the car go into the passenger side and um his head is pointing downwards towards the seat so i can only see the back of his head so the way that i kind of grab his neck um I don't know, it was like over the top because I didn't want to choke him. I don't know. Obviously, I'm a doctor of chiropractic, not a OBG. So <laughs> right. Bring I'm back pulling to his neck. Did you yeah, let yeah, right. everything that you need <laughs> in OBG? Yeah, yeah. Delivery. It's all right there. Right. Yeah. That memory bank just it clicked in immediately. It's like pull and you push. And I was like, wow, this is pretty easy. So, yeah, that's that's exactly kind of what happened, man. Um, we, uh, you know. I couldn't, I pulled and he wasn't budging. Um, so Mel's like, I'm, all right, tell Mel, I'm like, calm down, calm down. I'm like, just take a deep breath for me for one second and then push. And she pushed mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, came out not much. And then I said, one more deep breath and give me a push. And boom, man, it's like a, I don't know if you've ever seen a cow give birth to a baby calf, but like once the shoulders get by, right. it just like flops out. Right. Like it just, yeah. Everything, yeah. Once yeah. you get past the shoulder, I've so it's done. Yeah, I mean, I watched. Well, Quinn was our first one was C-section, and then uh, both boys, they were both natural. So, yeah, it was like once you get past the shoulder, it's like straight out, just slips out, man. <laughs> yeah, just like a slip and slide. Yeah, just like a slip and slide. <laughs> right. So luckily, I had my hands on him because literally, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. all right, got him, and then I instantaneously like momentum wise just like lifted him up and put him right directly on mel's stomach and um he was super pale and he wasn't crying so i got like slightly nervous at that point right but we had a home birth for our second one and um uh also kind of something that happened where they didn't you know cry immediately i don't think anything was bad it's just the uh, midwife rubbed his uh mid-back and uh, to stimulate the nerves in the lungs and get them to start to, uh, you know, cry and whatever. So I, right. I just instantaneously repeated that. So I started rubbing his mid-back, and he started like, blah, 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 blah. and then it was just, and just started crying. And I was just like, whew. About two minutes later, ambulance came. Good to go, man. Amazing. I said, go home. I got this. I got this. It's amazing, dude. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I see this stuff on the news, and I'm like, whew idiots how do you not know that you're gonna be having a baby <laughs> yeah. here soon and that happened to you that happens to me so crazy man well let's get yeah let's get into i mean obviously that brought you to a, a whole new level of, of doctor i would say yeah, yeah. right i mean experience yeah. wise yeah. but uh yeah let's yeah. talk to let's dive in a little bit more about like uh, <laughs> how you got into the profession but so, yeah, so Mark, I got lucky Mark, on I'm that gonna one. Cut you off because Bo's out, and we'll have to cut this. He'll have to listen to it and rec record it. So I'm gonna, I'll stop it because whatever happened, Bo got cut out. 
Okay. So I'll stop it and then we'll, he'll recall and we'll just dive right back in. Once we get into it, um, I'll just kind of pick it up right where we left off and then he can mash the two together. All right. So you're going to, you want me to click finish recording? Yeah. Yeah. We'll end it and then we'll call Bo. We'll have to. Gladiator, man. Who doesn't love Gladiator? American Gladiators. Um, was a show I always loved growing up, and 70s. all of a sudden, it, I don't know when it was, 20... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm older and better looking um. than all of you. Yes, okay. Um, uh, um, so it came back, I think, in 20... I don't know. Uh, 20, 2008, nine. I don't know. It was my first job out of college. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try out for this. So I went downtown Chicago. It was at, I forget what gym it was at. And, you know, a bunch of people um, there. And you basically go through like a, I would, you know, now thinking about it, it's like a, just a hit training, like CrossFit training. And then what they did was they interviewed you right after. And someone said they wanted to see like how in shape you were, like how easily you'd be able to talk after a workout or something. So I like pretended like I wasn't huffing and puffing, but uh, they, they interview you and I don't know, basically look you up and down, I guess. And then all of a sudden that's it. It was like relatively quick. And then they give you a phone call if you made it. So I ended up getting a phone call and making it to the second round, which was at a skyscraper, uh, downtown up in some high rise. And it was legit. It was kind of like, um, uh, like a, a suite, and you go up there, and the guy's like, all right, we're going to interview you. Don't look at the camera. It's going to be off to the side, and we're going to interview you and whatever. And he's like, you know, and I, right before it happened, he said, listen, the execs only have about a couple minutes to watch your your video. So make sure that, you know, you give it all you got or something like that. So you're basically not yourself because I was like over exaggerating every question that they said. And I was trying to be like clutch. super, right. Basically ridiculous. Super clutch. Clutch. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and so at the end, literally they basically tell you to, um, like get a profile pic of you or like a video of you. And they literally tell you to basically not strip down, but like shirt off, wear your shorts and just flex or do whatever, do whatever you want to do, but just make it like crazy. So literally you just flex and he comes from the camera up from your feet <laughs> all the way up to your face. I'm like, this are you is sure it was weird. gladiators and not something like weird? <sighs> I know. Right. I, I know. I feel like I was in some pedophile. You were 22. Thing, but no one was, what kind of pedophile no looks a 22 year old? You weirdo. Nobody. <laughs> That's fair. I look like a 12 year old. I looked like a 12-year-old. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the next step, really quickly, the next step was uh, I, third round. Wait, third so round you was you, you, which you I got, got a phone call. Hey. Wow. I got past okay. that. I made it. I made it all the way until the the very end. I failed. But uh, um, this the third thing was um, you had to uh, videotape a day in your life. And you had to send it off to them. So I literally just videotaped and sent them, you know, sent them everything like a day at work, a day at my house, interview my family, interview with friends, uh, you know, all this stuff. And 
sent it off to them and and uh, did that. And then I think that's where they're like, this <laughs> after that part. So oh, that, that ended it. So the next step was if you did it, you were going to Los Angeles <clears throat> to meet up with their execs. That I didn't get to. So in that season, they did a couples, like a partner version of the Gladiator. So it wasn't just one person making it on. So they picked two Chicago cops, which they were horrible. So I was pissed off. But that's it. That's it. That was my Gladiator. So how do you go from American Gladiator tryout to starting chiropractic school? Like, what does that look like? What does that look like for you? Yeah, love the transition. Love the transition. Really well, really well done. Um, I got lucky. You know that really generic saying that I didn't find chiropractic. Chiropractic found me. That's honestly true. That's like literally what happened because I quit that job that I came out of college. Uh, out of college because I don't even know how I got it. It's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in fitness. Ended up getting a GM uh, position at a local uh, gym. Thought that's what I wanted to do, but I was just selling memberships. I wasn't really helping the way I wanted to help people. I didn't want to be a personal trainer at the time. I just, that's right. not where I was going. I didn't want to start from scratch in there. So I literally looked up and I love numbers. And uh, so I thought I'd be a financial advisor. And there was a chiropractor that was right across the street that always came in. And we just small talked. We Honestly, I don't remember ever talking to him about chiropractic it was just small talk how's it going man how you doing and uh i told him hey man this is probably the last time you're gonna see me i gave in my two weeks and um uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go into financial advising i'm gonna go back to school he said uh you know why don't you become a chiropractor i'm like uh i don't know i've never even thought about that and he's like listen he said uh you know how to talk to people. Like I come in here, I don't really even know you, but you're a really nice guy. And, uh, we've had great conversations. Like, it seems like you just know how to talk to people. I said, okay, (laughs) you know, thanks. He's like, the other, (laughs) the other half is learning it. And, you know, why don't you become a chiropractor? So I looked it up. He let me shadow him for a day. And I thought it was the coolest relationship between him and his patients. Like it was so, there's nothing I've never seen ever seen before, you know, going to maybe a medical doctor when you're sick. Like, it's just so sterile. Like, it's just like, all right, hi. It, it's nothing. There's not really a relationship there. So when he was talking to his patients, I said, wow, this is, this is really cool. And then looked it up, had to do a couple prereqs to get in. And then voila. And I was a little bit nervous because I had I had uh, bought a house a year prior. Didn't know if I was going to be able to sell it. Didn't know if I was going to lose a bunch of money on it. Um, but I was actually extremely committed, and I decided that uh, um, I got those prereqs done with. And then literally, uh, it took me about six months, I think. I think I had to get like four or three or four prereqs done with. And then um, about a, literally a week prior to me leaving for Palmer, I sold my house. I was literally going to spend some of my my um, loan money to make my payments on my house if I didn't sell it in time. Crazy. So, sold my house. Lost just about. I only lost like Not three grand that, on it. So, and then went to school, man. Went through the yeah, real estate like, market. That was like 2012, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was 28 years old and I was, I was five years old. I was like, am I really going to do this? Like, not that I thought I was old, no, we but I definitely didn't expect that. Just kidding. What are you like, 34? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys are. are you... 35, man. Anyway. Mark, by the way, Mark, by the way, looks so much younger. That's like, true. He looks big, better than Big all face. Us. Yeah. Like, you would not. Check you would think up. Mark looks like he's like. 29. Yeah. Afterwards, you can drop your like Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Check them out on social. That's social media for you, old Ooh. guys. Totally. Yeah. You're welcome. I appreciate it. All right, man. So that's pretty cool. So you went to Palmer, uh, which is kind of cool because that's sort of what what and why we're talking about stuff is um, for students. So, you know, looking back, yeah. what was What's just something that sticks out to you right away from school? I mean, no matter what it is. Ooh, sticks out. Um, uh, I mean, right up top, yeah. just rugby. I, I, that was one. I mean, that was the biggest thing. Um, that would. I, I what did you like out. about being on the team, other than the sport? What? Uh, I think what people probably don't know much, and I didn't even know much about rugby. I mean, every sport has some type of camaraderie. I mean, that's it just goes without saying. But, like, the camaraderie that you have against your opponent was just, like, pretty crazy. I remember that being, like, afterwards, you're, like, shaking these guys' hands and having beers with them. Like, this is weird. I just wanted to kill you. And now we're just like, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, good job. Yeah, you punched me in the <laughs> eye. Yeah, cool. You know, it's like. All right. But um, no, man, I mean, you know, like anything, you know, especially when you're going through school and we're all going through the same stuff, we're all stressing out about exams and and everything. And then you get a, um, you know, get to practice rugby, play it, be with you guys and uh, talk about the same stresses that uh, we're all in and kind of have an avenue to kind of let it out and help each other out. So I think it actually turned uh, – you know, kind of academically actually turned me around a little bit because right coming out the bat, I was like kind of lost and then getting into rugby and then uh, having you guys around and all our teammates kind of helped. Yeah, uh, I no, don't know. I get you. Just now, get things you know, obviously yeah. not everybody has the athleticism yeah. of Mark Humbert and can play on the rugby team. But um, what would you recommend, <laughs> you know, students can do because it, it's not so much how to study, how to pass classes, because you, you got to do it your own way. But what would you have done to maybe supplement your chiropractic education outside of Palmer? Yeah, you know, honestly, and uh, like now being in it, and I hate like the whole hindsight. I hate that because I wish I just had the, I don't know, intuition or maybe just listen to people that tried yeah, to like give you cool that podcast. advice but like <laughs> like like a cool podcast that <laughs> take this stuff serious people whoever like the two people that listen to it other than Joe, hey there's already three there's Jim already and, three. and both and... okay yes yes is it's it a, just is a, it just is no, it no, jamie it's, and kyle and oh okay dang it it's not even that damn it okay um 
honestly, uh, you know, become friends. And that's why I think rugby was so cool. You get the alum, but like, you know, talk to other docs that are already doing it. Um, seminars, obviously. And, and to be honest with you, you know, everyone complains about chiropractic school not having enough business classes and not, you know, giving you the tools to maybe step into your own practice. That's not what they're meant to do. Like, it's, it's chiropractic school. They're giving you the philosophy. They're mm-hmm. teaching you how to adjust. You need to go outside of that and uh, find, a, you know, a group that you love and, and definitely don't be close-minded to things. I knew immediately right when we came in, everyone was talking bad about Gonstead. I was like, dude, I don't even know what the heck this is. Why is everyone going bad on this? But, um, uh, but anyways, um, but yeah, finding, finding Kairos that are already out there doing it and giving you advice as to, like, what you should be doing, what's, what's important. Because again, like we're talking right now, hindsight, I tell you, Hey, hit up a lot of seminars. I mean, I know you're super busy at school and, but when you find time, uh, you know, a break or in between trimesters, try to just find one seminar that, you know, can just increase your level of intelligence and confidence and whatever the case might be. Um, I wouldn't worry about the business part of it in the beginning, but definitely as you're what seventh try and up, like definitely start hitting seminars about how this all works because just adjusting is just like a small part of owning your own business or even just even associating and and understanding, like you need to understand how to talk to people too. And there's just a lot more to it than just adjusting. And I think coming out of uh, Palmer, I was like, I know how to adjust, which (laughs) I probably didn't not as well as I do now, but uh But, uh, you know, that's, they're like, all right, I'll just do that. That's, that'll be cool. And it's just like, wow. I mean, I'm still learning, especially the business part of it. So, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times you feel like, oh, I'll have more time after school to do stuff. And it's like, no, like you have less time to do things like seminars and like your life just gets busier and busier. I find like, yep. <laughs> as the years go on, it's just, so it's so, I think it's so important to do things. And that's one of the things we talk about a lot of, you know, regretting, like going into some of those things and the seminars and the business stuff. And we try, you know, you try, but you're still busy during school trying to get through everything. But at this point in like a student career, a student um, going through Palmer or any chiropractic school, you have the time. I mean, you've got more time than you think of. Way more time than you think. Yeah. When you get out into practice, I mean, it just, you don't have the time that you think. And and I think the, go ahead, Mark. Listen, no, if you boys, I remember you boys bringing your damn family. Like, I didn't even have a family. I didn't even have kids yet. And you guys come to school with kids, like, I don't even know how you did it. Well, we only but, had one. You know, it was easy with one. It's, in, it's insane. I, yeah. I, I don't know. My wife. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's, that's all. Seriously. My wife. That's, that's <laughs> kind of it. my yeah. answer is Jim's wife because she watched our kid and basically raised him while we were in class all day and gave him a best friend named Quinn. So she, man, she crushed it. So without her, it would not have happened. Insanity. I know that. At least on time. No, but- it wouldn't have happened on time. It's props to people that are going through school with kids. You know, it just oh. it adds a whole new dynamic, and especially if you're a single parent going through and and yeah. have like Dr. Bahati. Have, Remember her like, story? I no idea. Yeah, yeah. She was 
That's crazy. Single mom it's free. Um, yeah, it is. It's crazy, but I think the most important thing about seminars as a student, um, one is do not go into extra debt just to like travel to Atlanta or LA to go to some awesome badass thing. Like if you can do it, great. Um, there's a lot of stuff probably close to you because the reality is the benefit is is not the one or two hours of CE you get usually. It's the people you meet, the relationships. I mean, look at Mark went to a gym and met a chiropractor that shaped literally his entire life and however many thousands of people that you'll adjust. Imagine if you started being in rooms of chiropractors, in rooms of practicing chiropractors. I mean, it's insane who you would meet and what you could do. So I think it's really important to pour into seminars, um, you know, smartly, but but go to them. Go to anything you can. Definitely. Um, tell us, tell us about your place, man. Like, what's going on in your practice? And how, and how the well, heck did you get there? Um, I opened up my. Yeah. Well, so I I did an associateship um, coming out of uh, Palmer. I, I worked for. Actually, Nick Sapinski, another buddy of ours. Um, uh, but uh, he uh, he he did an internship with the chiropractor that he ended up. We both ended up working with. So he graduated a trimester ahead of us. So while he worked there, I did an internship, and then when I graduated, um, probably I'm not. Even, I don't even know. Maybe a year later, we were both there. I was mainly doing day one, day twos uh, with a little bit of adjusting. So I kind of got, well, I at least believe that I got really pretty comfortable at the very least and pretty good at um, uh, you know, day one, day twos and closing and things like that. So um, uh, Dr. Nick was looking uh, for a place, and I didn't even think it was. I actually thought I was just going to take Dr. Nick's. Uh, place there and the chiropractor that we were working for was willing to front the loan to get things started so as dr nick's looking for a place um he kind of comes up to me dr gabe alice is the doc that we were working under um he says hey i, I might be willing to also front you alone uh to get your own place and i was like what and uh, kind of surprised by it and obviously, I felt confident, you know, for I was just it was just a year, but he was a somewhat higher, I'd say higher volume. I say if you're above the two two fifties, I'd say that's a pretty strong high volume clinic. I, I mean, I know there's much higher, but it's a pretty good pace. So, you know, we saw a ton of stuff. So I was like, you know, I kind of already had his systems down and I kind of knew, you know, what to look for and what I wanted to do with patients. So I was like, I felt at least confident in the adjusting clinical, you know, aspect of it. So we started looking for me, found a place in, in, in North Plainfield. It was a great place. The, the landlord is um, amazing, almost too amazing. I thought that there was going to be um, something in the back end, like, you know, he's <laughs> going to catch me on something. But the price is really good. Um, and um, what else, what else, what else? And so, anyways, he, he helped out. The, the whole clinic actually ended up building out at, like, $150,000. Um, 
but it was a vanilla box. So he he um, the landlord had to pay for certain things that he needed to make sure that it was uh, ready to go, and then I would pay for anything extra. Well, he ended up paying way more than I expected. He ended up paying 110 of the 150,000 awesome. dollars to get this place going. That's crazy for the build out. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the things I asked him, and he's like, "Well, yeah, no problem. I'll get you." I'm like, "What?" I was just asking for half. He's like, "No, I'll take care of all of it." I'm like, "How is this gonna happen? Like, what's what's gonna happen here?" So no, but uh, so it only ended up costing forty grand uh, to finish off. Uh, that was just to finish out the build out, and then probably another, I don't know, thirty grand for equipment, X-ray machine. And all this other stuff. Um, so I think I was all in for about 70, That's crazy. 75 grand. And so, yeah, two and a half years later, I remember my first week in practice. Um, again, and let me just throw this out I did not have the business savviness to like understand a proper opening, like a, a proper marketing. Um, and so, basically, you know, maybe a little bit on Facebook. But nothing crazy. You know, obviously I contacted the local um, um, Chamber of Commerce. Chamber. Uh, yeah, Chamber. Thank you. Thank you, Chamber. And, you know, had a ribbon cutting and had a, uh, like, almost like we, we, we called it a uh, red carpet event, you know, almost like a grand, pre grand opening. And so we did that, but, you know, nothing more. And so my first week in practice, I think, honestly, I saw like, seven visits like i was like "Uh oh i made a very terrible <laughs> terrible mistake <laughs> and uh but uh you know fast forward you know obviously i'm confident in my abilities to adjust and to clinically assess the, the situation and you know chiropractic just works so all of a sudden you're starting to get people better uh, referrals are starting to come in ever so slowly uh within about five months you know we're just up in the 50 per week you know it's really slow i'm expecting it to be better and then i'm like eight nine months in and we're maybe like in the 60 70 range and i'm like man this is just not moving along and i was getting help from the chiropractor that hooked me um that you know front of the money uh, but it just wasn't uh, it just wasn't working let's just say that and uh it wasn't fully working so we're doing dinner with the docs. We're doing all these different things to try to drum up some stuff. And, you know, it's it's a little bit, you know, helping out a little bit. But, again, it's not really pushing the needle. So uh, a gut feeling, and I'm sure you guys can potentially relate to this, um, I'm getting Facebook messages and emails on marketing gurus, mm-hmm. right, guys that say, hey, we can – we can get you, you know, whatever, 10 new patients or 30 new patients a month, something like that. So, you know, and I'm clicking out of these things and I'm just like, whatever, no, 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 it's, it's too cheesy. Well, all of a sudden, I'm kind of getting a little bit desperate. I'm living with my parents, my dad, and he's got a small town home. We just had our first child right when I graduated. So it's my dad, my sister, my brother, and me, my wife, and my child. And so it's jam-packed. And my wife is starting to get a little antsy about, you know, staying in a house with my family. You know, she's like, we need our own space. I'm like, listen, I don't have the money. Yeah. I just, the clinic's moving along, but it's not moving at a pace where I feel confident that we can, you know, have a mortgage or rent. 
And so literally, I, I, like by the grace of God, honestly, um, my buddy's moving to Iowa and he has a condo in Joliet. And he said, hey, man, um, I don't want to sell it. Would you want to live there? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, I'll and, take it. Uh, yes. And you know, it's even better. He bought that condo, uh, in cash in full. So he didn't have a mortgage on it. All he had was taxes that were due on it, which were only $400 a month. And he's like, I don't, I won't make you pay any additional costs. You just pay the utilities and my, and my taxes and we'll be good. I said, this is like, like, literally I was like, thanking God. Like I was just like, I needed this right then and there. And so we move into his two-bedroom condo, and all of a sudden at that point, I'm getting kind of just – I'm just getting kind of nervous that things aren't moving at the pace that I want. And so all of a sudden this, like, Facebook marketer, like, texts me or messages me, and I go a little bit deeper, and he's working with um, kind of a bigger Cairo. I think he he owns um, – oh. Go 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 talks or uh, I forgot, but he's kind of a bigger big shot guy, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. And it was eleven o'clock at night, and I'm like, I'm gonna text this guy, and tomorrow morning, and I'm just gonna give it a shot. And I'm in my bed, and I'm about to go to bed. I'm like, no, I'm gonna do this <laughs> right now. So I literally Facebook messaged him and said, Hey man, I'm interested in what you have to say. I'd love to talk to you. He texted me immediately right afterwards and said, Let's do a phone call tomorrow. And I'll talk to you. So we do that. I basically hire him. He puts up a Facebook ad for me. And it blows up. Like, blows up. We did it on Black Friday in November of 2017. So I was only about eight, nine months open. I had, like, almost 40 new patients in the month of December. I had 30-plus new patients in the month of January. I had 30-plus new patients in the month of February, like it was insanity. I like, I, my shifts were just all day long, all day. And like, and I normally have a half day on Wednesday. I was working all day just to get all these new patients in. And so I was like, just telling myself each day, like, this is what you wanted. You're getting burnt out, but just keep going. This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. And no joke within a month or two, I went from 50 new, 50 patients a week to a hundred to 120 to 130 kind of slowed down a little bit there to 140, 160, 180, kind of slowed down there. And I kind of stuck around the hundred. Like it just, like that gut reaction. I remember talking to my buddy, the chiropractor who lent me money. He's like, listen, man, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with you doing this. He kind of was like, you know, all these guys say this. Like, I know, man, but I just, I need, I need to make a change. Like I need to do something. And he's like, all right, man, do what you think is right. And to this day, it was the greatest move so far of my chiropractic career to hire this guy. I still use him. It's not as crazy, but it definitely uh, it still brings in plenty of patience for me. And uh, that's where I'm at right now. You know, we do simple chiropractic, man. It's just it's it's philosophically sound. It's it's just hey, chiropractic. The adjustments by far the most important thing that you do here. I do a couple therapies like electrical muscle stimulation and ultrasound traction exercises. Um, I have a couple of massage therapists now, but, uh, right when that happened really quickly, right when that happened again, like by the grace of God, again, um, my buddy who let, let me his, his condo said that he 
was coming back home. He called me in January, right when the clinic started like moving on up. And he said, Hey, I just want to let you know that we're kind of homesick. I don't like the, the job that I have. So I'm coming home. Um, we're going to need to take our place. I'm like, damn it. I can't afford anything else. You know, like it's $400. Like I, it was like the best case scenario. So again, by the grace of God, it just was like, it just was perfect timing again. Like all of a sudden the clinic's starting to just explode. You know, obviously more money is coming in and we ended up uh, kind of rushing. I didn't want to buy a house um, this, that year. I wanted to wait another year, but we ended up buying our house that we're in now and was able to handle everything and things are just doing good, man. That's awesome, doing dude. good. Yeah, that's great. Hmm. It's pretty wild, man. It's the stuff that uh, people on Facebook and social media don't see. Like, for example, dude, yesterday yeah. this guy comes in and we have like a nice new clinic and it's it looks fancier than it really is, I guess. But anyway, this, this dude's like, oh, wow, is that Porsche? Uh, is that Porsche yours outside? And there's like this white Porsche SUV that's parked out there because somebody else in the building has it. And I'm like, no, I have a Jetta. Like. I've got two kids and a wife, and I just moved my practice and did a build out. Like, I don't have a Porsche. Like, but people's perspective uh, is just oh. is just very different. And so I kind of jumped ahead and accidentally asked you the first of the last three questions earlier about what would you go back and do in school differently. But that's kind of a cool point because what you had mentioned also was the patient perspective versus the Kairos perspective. And I think that's completely lost in school because everybody's a mother effing chiropractor. Yes. Yes. That is the, like when that chiropractor told me, he's like, listen, you know how to talk to people. I just, you know, assume that, you know, I'm just easygoing guy. I can talk to just about anybody. I'm pretty social. But I think what he also was saying was like, listen, you know, we go to chiropractic school, we go to these seminars that are all chiropractors. So we get this like chiropractic hoorah thing going on and, you know, we're talking chiropractic and it just sounds so good. But um, <laughs> to be <laughs> Most people would know this. I don't know. Um, chiropractors are not looked good upon. You know, there's a, a ton of skeptics, and there's you know we're not really the uh, first choice of health uh, health practitioners in, in their line there. So it's just like you can talk all you want about how cool chiropractic is, but they don't care. And so you have to. Uh, I think you guys have said this on one of your podcasts, but. Um, you know, you have to get to their why. Like, mm -hmm. why are they there? And you don't want to bombard them with this chiropractic talk. You definitely, like for me, let's just say, like my day one is I'm getting to know them. It's all about getting to know them, seeing what's going on, try to paint a picture of like what pain they're in and how long they've been going. I do give them a quick, like, hey, this is what chiropractic is. I want you to know this moving forward. So I do tell them about how the, you know, the, how the body functions, nervous system, brains, you know, all this stuff. So I do, I do throw that at them. And I tell them, I go, this is the only poster I'm going to go through um, and talk to you about. I just want you to have a base to understand that, you know, I'm not just your typical chiropractor or what you would typically think of a chiropractor as a back doctor who's cracking backs or whatever the average person thinks of us. I want you to know it's bigger than that. I want you to know that, you know, you're going to feel a whole lot, you know, better and you're going to function better. So they get that little talk. But for the most part, I kind of just stick with what they're doing and I just plant seeds along the way. 
I don't want to bombard them too much on the chiropractic talk because they don't really care. They're just there for their pain. But to understand that as you're, you're with these patients and you get to their why and you hit on that why strong, you know, I get a, I got a guy the other day that said he's a little older, sixties. Um, he's, uh, kind of one of those, like, uh, doesn't like to talk much. Wasn't giving me much, you know, keeping it in. And so it was hard to like, He's just like, oh, I'm just in pain. Yeah, just, you know, and I'm just like, okay, you know, what's going on? And so I finally got to like, hey, is this like just affecting any part of your daily life? Like, do you have any goals? He's like, well, uh, I like to mow my lawn and uh, I can't do it for longer than five minutes. And I, I, it's really bugging me. And I, I really just, I like to mow my lawn. I, I take care, good care of my landscaping, blah, blah, blah. So like, finally he gave me something. And, um, I end up, you know, just hitting on that and be like, hey, listen. And so anyways, figuring out their why and then um, uh, relating it somehow to chiropractic. And then I kind of plant seeds along the way to tell them how much bigger chiropractic is and some other things about it. But uh, it's extremely important. Like I said, it's just when we're chiropractors, we're in school. It's hoorah, hoorah, chiropractic, uh, you know, all this stuff. And that's not how it is in the real world. It just isn't. If anything, it's almost the exact opposite and so you have to uh come at them much differently i'm sure it's the same thing for you yeah guys. it's not about you know shoving it down their throat right away and you know there, there's some people that'll come in that they get the philosophy they've been to chiropractors before they understand why they're coming in but then but they're the minority so you have to cater to the, the majority of patients who are coming in and they just want to feel better so like that's our number one goal. I mean, for my patients, like get them feeling better. And then you can talk to them about like why chiropractic is important for the lifetime and why your kids should be getting adjusted and, you know, why you should be coming in to, you know, for more than just your pain. So I think, I mean, yeah, you hit it right on the head there. Yeah. I think I wrote, I wrote to you guys really quickly, like the physiology versus the psychological, you know, psychology, geez. Um, yeah, psychology. Um, like, it just makes it's just amazing to me the perspective that people have about certain topics or certain, um, um, for instance, like, I get a lot of people say, Hey, Dr. Mark, I heard that, uh, um, I heard that if, um, I have to, if I, I get adjusted, I have to get adjusted for the rest of my life, you know, and it, and you can tell that it's a very negative, like feeling that they're telling you, like, they're like, I don't want yeah. to be adjusted yeah. for the rest of my life. And, um, and I, and I just, you know, again, I, I try to keep it like non-biased as possible. And I say, Hey, listen, first off, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Right. I, I mean, you don't, I'm just here to help you do this, this and this. Right. But I go, just, just kind of like run with me here a little bit. I said, um, like if you wanted to, if you're, and I always say the workout, you know, I always give analogies, right? That seems to be the easiest way to kind of get into people's minds. It's just analogy simple. And I know you guys are probably do these all the time, but simple ones that like, when we say it to them, they're like, well, yeah, I do that. Like, I understand that. It's like, well, then why don't you understand it here? Like, uh, if you want to lose weight, all right, you're going to, you know, look yourself in the mirror and you're going to say, Hey, I want to eat better. And I want to start working out like, 
look yourself in the mirror, you go work out for two hours, you eat really good that day, you look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, you look the same. Nothing probably changed. You didn't fail, you just didn't do it consistently. And so when you start doing stuff consistently, you're going to start noticing change because your body starts to adapt to that. And then say you lose the 20 pounds, 30 pounds. Well, if you stop completely, then what's going to happen? Well, yeah, I'm going to gain the weight back. Are you going to gain it back right away? No. Okay, yeah, because then you know your body. I go, chiropractic is very similar. I'm going to get your body to change and do things that it hasn't done in a while. It's going to take some time. But once I get you there, your health isn't a destination. Like, you don't get to the best health you possibly can and get to stop and be like, I don't have to work at it anymore. Just like your relationship with your wives and your kids. Like, you don't get to the best, you know, peak of your guys' relationship and go, I don't have to work at this anymore. Like, no, every day is a challenge. Every day you have to adapt and do something different. And so when people, it's just mind-blowing to me that people will be like, yeah, that makes sense. But for some reason, it doesn't make sense in this regard. So try to get on their level about other things that make sense to them and then put that in perspective and then you can start changing their, their psyche works out so far. Nice. I like that. Yeah. yeah we yeah. get that. We get that all the time. What, that, that uh, question all the time. Yeah. Sure. I don't think that's ever going to go away. A lady actually said, <laughs> who do voodoo to me today? And I said, do you feel better? And she goes, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, then get your hoodoo, voodoo, booty on the table and let's adjust you. And she just looked at me and I'm like, yeah, I said that to a 75-year-old. And uh, it's like, who? Yes. Who freaking cares? Like, she came back. She knows she – anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I really want to read the quote that you wrote here. What's a quote you live by? Do you have, do you have one locked and loaded, ready to go? Um, I do not. I do not. I do not. I don't. Well, what uh, it says here, folks, if, uh, I'm being says, honest. if you ain't first, you're last. Ha ha. JK. Ha ha. <laughs> JK. That's the first, that's first one that came to my mind. I mean, I'm like, hey, if you ain't first, you're last. I was going to give you like, like a really like cheesy one and think of one, but I don't. I, the only thing I can tell you, um, time is like extremely important to me. Like I'm realizing uh, with kids, again, I'm sure you guys can relate, like with kids and then as we're getting a little bit older here, like, like I've become, I've already been, I'm already like a patient guy, I'm a pretty laid back guy, but I've even taken it to the next level. Like I just don't let anything get me because I think to myself all the time, like if somebody pisses me off, like Mel will get mad at me, like some guy like you know, road rage and cuts us off. She's like, beep at him, beep at him. I'm just like, why? Like, what is that going to do? What, you know, I don't want to give like the worst case scenario, but what if this guy pulls a gun out because he's just crazy? I don't know what he's going through right now. And I'm like, I just, I don't want to waste my time being mad at something so stupid as that. And so, um, I don't know if there's like a quote to live by, but I just, just I don't know. Chill, like Mark like, Humbert. Time is precious. Like it just, be chill, man. Just have a good time. It, the time is flying. And I know you guys know this more than me because your kids are a little bit older, but like my daughter's only three and a half and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Like it's only three and a half, but I, you know, three and a half years ago, I had zero children. Now I have three. Like what just happened? Like what is, what is going on? And like, it goes by quick, man. 
goes by super quick. It's crazy fast. Um, where the heck can these people find you? Like website, Instagram. I think we lost him. Is he there? Mark, are you there? We definitely lost Mark. Yeah, he got cut off. No, you didn't. You, oh, he's I hate this phone. You're right. I'm, I'm getting an iPhone. I'm Finally, getting an iPhone. I'm done. Finally. So, <laughs> so tell us where people can check out your practice, your family photos you're putting up on Instagram, your new front car seat that you're going to get. Or you maybe already got Jeez, it. already did it. Um, yeah. Um, so as you guys say, like, I'm old. Um, all I have is, like, the book. Is that what they call it now? The book? He's talking about Facebook. I was talking to somebody, like, <laughs> you on the book? I'm like, uh, Facebook? Yeah, yeah, man, Facebook. Um, so basically, Proactive Chiropractic Group on Facebook, right? That's my business yeah. page. So, um, I mean – if you want to see my personal page and basically just see pictures of my, my kids, which they are adorable, bias comment, but they are adorable. Um, are there no, any American number, gladiator pictures up there? No. Ooh. You know what? Just for you guys, I will um, – my Mel found um, – so I sent that CD and to try to you know separate myself a little bit, I took a picture. I had I – had, uh, um, my staff at the time take a picture of me and I just had this face of like, I'm going to kill you. And I pointed directly at the camera. Mm. Um, and I put that as the picture as the CD cover. Gotcha. Um, maybe that's why I didn't make it, but, uh, <laughs> but I will, I will show you that picture just for, uh, for your, for last. Thank you. Um, so I'll do that. But uh, yeah, Mark Humbert, uh, you know what? On on Instagram, to be honest with you, uh, I have one, but I'm not really on it that much. And professionally, I'm really not on it much. I, I do have to step it up. This is your opportunity. That. I see. I see Bo killing it. Yeah, I see Bo killing it on on Instagram, and I love what you're doing. Just uh, I like how you keep it pretty laid back. Thanks, buddy. Simple. Like, hey, I'm just uh, here's my child right over here like it has nothing to do with chiropractic i actually like that i think it makes it feel extremely welcoming and homey thanks buddy so, good job yeah oh i just and then i see the uh crazy beard that uh jim has and i'm frightened so please don't put pictures up at- <laughs> do you realize that them. you and i could grow a beard mark for a year and not equal what jim has in a month oh no he's the manly of <laughs> men i mean i yeah, we're we're not. I can't grow anything. So, no. all right, buddy. We are. Well, we are. This was super fun. I'm glad that you did this with us. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We, you know, Bo. Next time you come down to Illinois, if you do not call me and we do not make any type of arrangements to see each other, I will literally stab you. You came to Washington and didn't tell me. <laughs> Matthias told me, and then I had to drive 45 minutes to you in my own state. As I texted you before, uh, the details get a little scrambled, <laughs> but I still saw you. No, I think I saw you. And it's not important. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, either way, you boys have a great Thanks, one. Mark. I appreciate it again. Thanks, Dr. Yeah, Mark. Take care. See, see you guys. Yeah. See you, Jim. See you, Jim.